Welcome to the God Pod. I'm your host of hosts, the good Lord with the most, the one and only Almighty God. Thank you for joining us as we attempt to restore order to the multiverse. Today on the God Pod, we're going to interview actress, writer, and improviser Nicole Thurman. Then we will listen to Moses' word of the week. And then we're going to talk about, uh, you know, some some of the me damn news, some of the things that happened this week. And then uh, we'll finish and I'll give you your new commandment of the week. So how are we doing, Mr. Jesus? I'm doing well, Mr. Dad. How are you doing? <laughs> Can't complain. Um, are you going to be as angry as you were last episode? No, no. I Okay. I'm going to relax, okay? I, I had to exercise the demons. You know, we had to respond to... That was a hellish weekend of news, was it not? Yeah, no, you're right. You had to let the poison out. Besides, you you, uh, you like me better when I'm angry, right? I do. It's classic right. dad. That's my it's dad. Like, you know, you like to cover the loving side, and I, you know, I'm vengeful and angry. Right, yes. It's like tango and cash. Okay, how are we <laughs> doing, uh, Miss Holy Ghost? Oh, we're doing great. Thank you for asking. I thought you never would. Oh, well, everything's good on your end? Yeah, my end is great. <laughs> okay. Well, how about you, Mr. Moses? How are you doing with the COVID? Uh, I'm here. Yeah, you're here. Yes. I don't know why you're here. I keep trying to tell you not to show up, but, you know, <laughs> you, you just keep doing it. And um, I applaud you for that. You're feeling not worse, right? Uh, I'm feeling not worse. I'm feeling... Uh... And that's a good thing. Well, no, I, I don't feel like it's a good thing at the moment, but I see where you're going with that. Well, they say that. You know what they say. Sure, I see where you're going with that. So, sure, it, it's a good thing that I'm I'm still here. I, I, how's that? We're still working on the potions and spells to cure you. We'll we'll figure something out. Right. Uh, Moses, they always say that laughter is the best medicine. Is that true? Uh, I still feel like shit, so I'm sti- still on the okay, fence about okay. that. Okay, well, I guess I haven't made you laugh at all, so <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'll, I'll work yet. on that. <laughs> Fair like, enough. Make me laugh and we'll find out. Fair enough. All Fair right, enough. Uh, it's time to bring out our guest. Nicole Thurman is a Los Angeles-based actress, improviser, and writer. Most recently, you could catch her on Indebted on NBC. In the movie, did I say that right? <laughs> Indebted. In the movie Desperados on Netflix, a black lady sketch show on HBO, and Shrill on Hulu. Before that, she was a citizen journalist on Comedy Central's The Opposition with Jordan Klepper. Love it. Love it all. Next season, catch her recurring on Grace and Frankie on Netflix. The rest is on IMDb, so let's keep it moving. As a writer, she just wrote for the 72nd Primetime Emmy Awards, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, and she also wrote for the show Hot Dog. Hot, Hot Dog? Hot Dog? Debuting on HBO Max this fall. Welcome to the God Pod, Nicole Thurman. Uh, hi! <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Sorry, I uh, it, I was laughing at hearing my um, stuff all read out loud, and so I think I just got excited to introduce myself and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, a, you know what? That was well written. I, I enjoyed reading thank that. Thank you. you. You had a great, you sounded great reading it, God. You were great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so... Yeah, is it pronounced hot dog? Like I assume it's 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 pronounced hot dog, but it's funny because I say it like hot, like hot couture. I know my brain. I'm like that's hot. Yeah, that's hot to me too. But to them, <laughs> that's a fancy hot. word. Yeah. You say it in a fancy way. My brain is categorized it like that. So, uh, what's that? Okay, well we'll get to that. We're gonna uh, discuss all that. So first, 
Tell us about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Kansas, actually. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Kansas, uh, right outside of Kansas City, Missouri, actually. So it's like right on the corner of Kansas and Missouri. Uh, lived there my whole life. Um, I went to school at KU and then I moved. And then I moved around after that. But yeah, uh, my whole life, Kansas. Go Wildcats. <laughs> Right? <laughs> uh, it's Jayhawks. I think Jayhawks. It's, oh, it's, wow. is it I'm sorry. The Wildcats, I think. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool. So, Kansas, uh, what was it like growing up there? What did they tell you to believe as far as, you know, God and all that? I'm just well, it was curious. interesting because I'm, I'm biracial and I'm Jewish. I was raised Jewish. Hair, so, hair. Fair and fantastic. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Are you excited about that? Okay. Very excited about <laughs> that. Moses is also Jewish. Yes, so is yes, Jesus. Moses is Jewish. We're on the same team. Um, so <laughs> I <laughs> I grew up Jewish, but I everybody around me was Christian because it's Kansas. Right. It's a Bible belt, you know? Right. So it was like, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't very religious, though, so I never... I, I, I'm sorry to say I didn't really have a lot of experience with you and your friends. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Would you call yourself an atheist, agnostic... I guess or still I would, Jewish. Or I guess I would I mean I say Jewish, but then if anyone talks to me about anything related to Judaism, I'm like, ah, I don't know, I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> so basically you grew up uh Jewish. Exactly, Jewish. <laughs> the, the ish in parentheses, as in like celebrated Hanukkah. We did like um we did more stuff with my because my aunt and uncle are more traditional. And so like right. when we go to their house, we'd have like Shabbat dinner and like do all this stuff that's like more and like my cousins had a bat mitzvah and bar mitzvah and we sit my me and my sisters actually sang at the bat mitzvah so it's like we participate in things but we didn't go through all the stages because my mom was very like my mom like moved to kansas and like wanted to kind of um (laughs) i think integrate more into like the society as opposed to stand out because she's from new york and so Mm. uh yeah so anyway so that's so we kind of grew up just ish ish very ish (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to live yeah Um, isms are bad but Ishes are fun. Yeah, it's just we like the ish. It's good ish. Right, it's not some good ish, right? It's that good ish. So, <laughs> wow. So yeah, I mean, growing up in Kansas really gives you a you really have the perspective of what it's like to live in a red state. Yeah, definitely. It was interesting right? because it's like um, I think the county where I'm from is a little bit more uh, liberal. I mean, I know that they're a little bit more liberal, uh, but yeah, the rest of the state very red, and then like Lawrence, Kansas, where KU is, is very blue. So it was like a very, it's a very interesting. Right, like, right. Place. It's always the cities and the college yeah. towns, these yeah. little oases, right? Yeah, and it's also one of those things where it's like you kind of, you kind of think everybody's. Like, I didn't really know. I felt like I thought everybody was more liberal than they were. And then you move away and then you go back and you're like, damn, like, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> like, oh, you're saying some damn. weird shit. Like, I disagree. I highly disagree. <laughs> oh, yeah. exactly. 100%. So. That was interesting. Uh, uh, what, uh, what made you want to get into comedy? I guess it was, it was growing up in Kansas, right? Yeah, I know. It's interesting. It's like, I, uh got into theater more as just like straight theater, more drama. Like that was more my thing. And then I moved to Chicago after graduating college and I was like interning. I was looking for internships and the two places I interviewed were Steppenwolf and um, the second city. And I ended up going with the Steppenwolf internship just because it was more like of a fully fleshed out program. But then the people from second city were like, well, if you ever want to take a class here for free and just like work a couple hours a week, then like, let us know. So I took a class and then they were like, well, if you ever want to audition, like we know this isn't your thing, but if you want to audition for us, just like give us your headshot and you can audition for us. And so then I did. And then it just was like a 
perfect fit, like working in comedy and working at second city. So that's, I mean, that's where I really got into it. It wasn't like, I, I didn't go into this profession, like with the goal of that being what I was going to do, but it, it just, what I, I, it sounds weird, but like fell into and it was just the perfect fit. Yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're amazing. So Thank that helps you. too, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was just like, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, you look back on it and you're like, Oh yeah. I was like, Oh, it's a goofy piece of shit. It's like, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're like, okay, that makes sense. That checks out. Like looking at all these pictures of myself when I was a kid and I was like, wow, I was like, I was a comedian. I just like, I mean, you know, I just thought like, I guess it's like a Canadian comedian, comedian, a comedian. I oh, Canadian sorry. Too. No, I, <laughs> okay. I date Canadian. So I may have accidentally. Oh, smart choice. Smart choice. I, I don't even know if I choose it. I just keep ending up with that. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty good. eh? Yeah. They're pretty um, good. They're all right. I mean, you know, exactly. If you live in America, find someone from another country because everybody in America is just crazy. <laughs> know, right. I, right? Crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, what did they, so what did they teach you about improv, you know, and comedy there? Well, I, I feel like I learned a lot because it was like one of those things too, where it's like, once you leave, you're like, oh, dang, like, I guess I did learn from them. Um, because it was a lot of like, it, for me, it's like a lot of collaboration and that's my favorite way to work with people. It's just like really, um, uh, it just like working together, being able to like riff off of each other to create from nothing because it's like the way second city shows are created. It's like, uh, the cast just improvises for three months and kind of like gets material and starts writing together. And then from that, they end up with a complete show. And so it was like, that's kind of like the way I work now. And I work really well with people and like just riffing and like, I like writing, but my favorite way to write is when I can be in a room with people and we just all come up with it together. Right. Um, and then I also, I feel like, I used to remember them. I, I always thought it was really obnoxious because they'd always be like, you know, write your own material and like, you know, what's your point of view? Like say, like tell, put your stuff out there. And I was always like annoyed by that just because I was just like, just write stuff and hand it to me. I don't want to do any work, right, you know, but right, like, tr right. Trying, trying to make it into a science. It just kills all the joy of it. Yeah. I, I was always fascinated by everything with between UCB, second CD groundlings. Like it's some big, like, you know, uh, uh, West side story kind of thing. They're fighting all For the time or they're sure. kind of competing, but it's not really competition. They're not, I mean, they are competing. They are in a way competing and everybody that, you know, studies at one place thinks that they have the way to do it. And of course <laughs> it was weird. Like, I mean, cause like I, uh, UCB, I took a couple classes at UCB and I was like, I don't get this at all. Cause you talk about math and like science, UCB really, they're like, you know, two lines in, tell us the game of the scene. And like, that's <laughs> very like scientific about it. Right. And I was like, yeah. and like at second city, a lot of times we like let scenes develop slowly and organically until you, you can wow. find the game. You like, know what? I like that way better. I, I, do. I think I've fallen into the, this, you know, as me, I'm God, I'm a, I'm a struggling comedian. I tell jokes <laughs> and people are too afraid to laugh, but, um, I, uh, you know, I've tried to go down that route of the math and the science and it's just, Fuck that shit. I think it's time to, to do what you're doing and just, just use the force, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Just use, just the, use force. the force. And, you know, that's because that's what real life, real life is not you say two words and then everybody's laughing. It's real life is like <laughs> sometimes this shit is just a real conversation and then all of a sudden it can develop into something that's hilarious. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I learned, I learned a lot there and I, I did learn to start developing my own point of view and my own. Uh, material, which now I actually respect that and like do use my own point of view and my own material like more and like it's gotten me further along to actually speak from myself as opposed to trying to like fit mm -hmm. in any boxes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, wow. That, I just, I just learned something. Thank you. That hey. was really. That's God, great. if I can teach you. This something. is why I'm really <laughs> inviting all. You know, I just, I yes, I just want to learn. <laughs> Please tell me how are you so awesome? Um, how are you handling 2020? Well, tough question. Big, you know, nice segue, guy. Big question. First of all, why are you doing the, this to us? Why did you do this? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I, that's my again, question. I'm a for struggling you. comedian. No one thinks my jokes are funny. Wow. So, um, yeah, your jokes. I have a sick sense of humor. These 2020 jokes that you're playing on us are tough, man. Yeah, they're um, getting old. Yeah, they're, they're getting, getting old. Really quick. Yeah. It's like, yeah. but um, no, I don't know. I've been. It's an interesting. It's very interesting for me because um, I was like, so I I feel like I own. I was gonna, I, this is gonna sound terrible. I feel like I almost had my own personal 2020 a year before anyone else did. And so wow. I'm like, so I'm kind of cruising a little bit more than I should be. And sometimes I feel like an asshole because really? of that. Yeah. Do because, tell, do tell. So, yes, because that 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 congeals actually with your huge zoo video. With my what? Your Zoom video, you know, where you like uh-huh. you look down at that and you're like, this is this is how everyone ends a Zoom call, just in case you haven't seen it, everybody. Yeah. She's so like smiling, smiling. And then just, you know, the look the of disdain. Face. The dead face. The scowl. The scowl that we all we all live with when no one's looking, right? Right. It's just okay. a scowl. You just and, go and so, Yeah, you just go from everybody goes from their presentational face into the dead face of reality. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny so because good. That video was like, I literally was just watching an Instagram video oh. and my friend was like, <laughs> I I don't, she was like um, doing a video with her cat or something. And she was like <laughs> smiling with her cat. And then, yeah. I, and then as she went to, to turn the video off, her face just died. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, why does everybody look like that when they end a video? And so I, yeah, I made that video. Oh. Um, so that's reality. But um so 20, how am I handling 2020? Yeah, like what I was saying though was like, so in 20, I was on the show from 2017 to 2018 on Comedy Central and I thought it was going to like last forever because it was like the daily show and so I thought it was just going right. to be on for years as a spinoff. Uh, and it got canceled after a year. <laughs> like, yeah. It got canceled after nine months. And so I was like, out of a job, I had to move back from New York to LA. I and then everything I kind of did after that, like I didn't, nothing really was working. I, I wasn't working. I was at home a lot. I live alone, so I was like, you know, kind of by myself a lot. So I think like I had this like weird that that I had that feeling that a lot of people are having now of like, what the hell do I do? I'm, right. I'm out of work. Um, I'm by myself all the time. I'm not, you know, having this like. I, that interaction with people. Um, so I, I, I feel like I had a lot of that anxiety and that stress and that um, fear of the unknown, like in 2019. Right. Right. <laughs> and so yeah. I, it's a process, like it's a, it's a process of um, hating it and then um, suffering through it. And then you learn to deal with it and then you can like then come, figuring out that you can survive. Yes. And then like the, coming at it with like, a Oh yes. The process different. of adaptation, adaptation. Yeah. So profound, so profound. Yeah. Um, and it's like be, just being able to be like, this is life. It's okay. And it's just life right now. And I don't need to think about what it's going to look like six months from now. Cause that's going to make me insane. There's no way to predict that, you know, that's exactly the way it is. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like lately I've just been, uh, you know, I, I, I deal with, I've, so I've been dealing with a lot better and I've, and, and like I said, I've been making a lot of my own material and I'm tweeting a lot and which has led to opportunities that I never had had before. And so uh, I've been making my own little hustle path. <laughs> yeah. And so I, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what it takes these days. I mean, right? for, I mean, yeah. Cause what else are we going to do? We can't go out in the world and get work. You know, we have to do it from home. You know what you, you, know what you should do? You know, uh, this is what I do for the God pod is I, I started a Patreon. 
Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I've heard about it. Oh, yeah. it's great. It's great. It works it's well. It's great. It's great. And what, what it does is you, people that love you become your patrons and now you have money. And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's that simple. It's, it's that it's, simple. It's hard to believe, it's, yeah. but they literally, there are people that love you. Yeah. And, uh, I can't believe it myself because I hate myself. Oh but, God. uh, right. Well, well, you know, hey, 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 hey. God, <laughs> God if God has low self-esteem, I don't even know what the hell I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I know. I really, I struggle with believing in myself. I, I, mean, every, every, I talk about it all the time. People are always like, I don't believe in you, God. And I'm like, neither do I. Like, join the club yeah and it seems listening to the people we speak with here the comedians and the artists it seems that it's great because you have people's attention during the pandemic i mean you don't want the pandemic but here you are you have an opportunity to show off your stuff and they need you you're you're providing you're like essential you know it's so yeah exactly and you just give them something exclusive like uh we give our patrons one and a half hours a week oh uh, this is turning into an ad uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> of, uh, podcast <laughs> anyway you, you know you could give them videos just just hanging out with you just being I think your friend it's really, yeah and i think that's really valuable for people so i'm sure like i, I don't know what i haven't i've never really experienced patreon but i'm assuming that like if you're making material for these people like they would gladly pay for that because people do need some kind of escape and they need to laugh. And they it's want amazing. To it's things. amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to believe, but it, but it works. Yeah. Uh, so, so speaking of hustling, you got, you wrote jokes for the Emmys, right? I did. I did. Which were just and on last Sunday. I know. And, um, you know, it was fucking awesome. I'm allowed to cuss, right? Okay. Yes. Um, and that was a job I got from Twitter. No you guys, wow. that was wow. that was a job I got wow. from Twitter a few months ago. Um, Jimmy's head writer, who is his wife Molly McNeary, she and his brother they both followed me around the same time. And his brother is a producer on his show. And um, they, I don't know. I, one day I was just sitting at home, and my manager just emailed me and said, uh, "Jimmy Fallon wants or Jimmy." <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Hey, <laughs> don't Jimmy. It's, it's a common mistake. Oops, I was I was distracted. But um, Jimmy Kimmel wants to know if you want to write for the Emmys, and I was like, uh, yeah, like what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I wrote for the yes. Emmys. It was so fun. It was the first time I'd ever written for an award show, and wow, it was insane and fun and also kind of hard, but also this really great experience, and I loved yeah, it. I've- I loved it. How how many like jokes do you have? Oh to, like, my a, a god! Lot of jokes. That's what I was it's gonna insane, say. It was like right? it was a little bit of a taste of like what it would be to work on his show. Uh, it was like yeah. you're just pitching so many jokes a day. Like like um, you know like we get assi- we would get assignments every day, and so it'd be like you know the first assignment was write. I mean, it was just crazy. Like write jokes for Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman because they were going to present together. And so like, right. they were just all day, like trying to write jokes or trying to figure out funny things for them to do. Um, and so you're pitching that all day and like, you're just sending in a ton, a ton, a ton of ideas. And then like, maybe they'll end up and then Jimmy will send back like approved jokes that he liked and things like that. So yeah, it was crazy. Wow. It was a lot of jokes. Wow. And toward the end of it, it was like, I mean, cause like one assignment a day is a lot. And so then it ended up being like three assignments a day where it was like wow. 10 AM, 2 PM and five. And they were like, just like hustle, hustle, writing, writing, writing. And, um, it was that's fun. How, it was that's very how, fun. That's how it happens in the, mm-hmm. in the big time. Yes, right? exactly. they, they go hard. Exactly. And how inspiring that they discovered you through Twitter. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Twitter's been such an amazing experience for me as it's gotten, like, as I figured out like my niche there. Cause like, I, I don't know. It wasn't, 
I, I don't know. It was like, I wasn't ever really that great at social media and I was just kind of like bumbling around. And then once it started working, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> it's, not the, yes. it's really awesome for people. Cause it's all of a sudden it's like, you, you can be like really talented and like doing your thing. But then it's like, once people, once people realize like, they're like, Oh, you're really funny. It's like, bitch, I've been funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, but thank you for noticing. And I'm glad whatever got your no, attention. Exactly. You know, like, thank and, you. And, it, and it, and it puts you in the driver's seat at one, the rest of your life. And that's what I'm, yeah, and that's what I was saying about the making your own material, like making your own videos. I get to play whatever characters I want. It's just like, what you know, it's like you get to play whatever characters you want. You get to get um, your voice out there and show people what you exactly. can individually do, you know? Yeah. I should try that. I should try playing a character someday. Yeah, you should try playing a character. Maybe get a Twitter. Well, you have a Twitter, but like maybe play a character. I have a Twitter, but I'm not followed by Jimmy Kimmel or his wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so what, what were some of the jokes uh, that you got in the show i we, we watched the emmys right jesus yeah they were they were a ball i was giggling the whole time i love jimmy kimmel <laughs> awesome yeah he's great he's really great he's so chill and like it was so easy working for him i mean you know we only had like a couple zooms it wasn't like this it was different than what it would be like uh, normally but he was i really i really enjoyed working for him and his wife he's just like the character on the show yeah, he's, chill he's just like the character on the show chill chill very like cool dude um <laughs> right yeah, he, this what? jimmy kimmel character yeah it was interesting because uh I like a lot of the jokes that we wrote didn't go through. Like he was a lot of, of the course. jokes were like after an award would be given, he we would write jokes for that, and then he he wouldn't do it. Which is like I think it's just because it's what what the moment calls for. Like if he needs oh, it, yeah. he's gonna use it. But the one bit that I did get on, which I was huge for me because I knew it was going to be like actually something, was Anthony Anderson presenting. Oh, and when he was doing the um, this this should have been the blackest Emmys ever. That whole uh, bit. Um, uh, that was what I wrote. I wrote that with a friend, and like listen, it went nice. through a lot of rewrites. And Anthony changed some words to the day of, but like that was my my bit. That was our idea. That was our thing, and it was That's very so cool. cool. That was a very yeah, powerful very moment cool. too. So good on yeah, you. Yeah. It was cool. There was like an article and I think it was deadline and the headline that they used was my words. Nice. <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. Frame you know, that. Was cool. Frame that. It's interesting because it's like, I feel like so many people get so cynical in Hollywood. I don't think I ever will be. I think I'm always going to be a kid from Kansas that gets really, right. really right. fucking excited. You I know. take the kid out of Kansas. I, know. I was like taking videos. I was like screaming. I was like, this is so cool. You know, it's like, it's cool to me. So I was happy. I was very happy. Wow. That I got on. I was very happy that people responded to it. There's like articles and stuff. And I was like, this is cool. I'm glad. Yeah. Wow. It was fun. So yeah, everybody was in hazmat suits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. The people delivering the actual Emmys were in hazmat suits. Hilarious. That and, like, was, yeah. Just everything was crazy. Everything. I mean, the, we made the Emmy into a hand sanitizer bottle before the oh, show. Yeah. Like, there was just like a bunch of different like little bits. And yeah. <laughs> It was funny. And then, of course, the, one of the craziest moments was when uh, Jennifer Aniston and Kimmel were trying to put out the fire and it wouldn't go that out. That was so funny. That was and so 2020. Jennifer Aniston was so... It was, right? And Jennifer <laughs> Aniston was so uh, chill about it. Like, I would have yeah. probably been like, oh, it's not working. Let's go. Like, I would have freaked out. But she was great. She like, right. just kept yeah. just spraying it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was fun seeing all those bits come together. And like Randall Park presenting with an alpaca. Like, yeah. at, fir <laughs> at first when I saw yeah. that idea, I was like, what the fuck is this idea? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then when you see it like play out, you're like, okay. Okay, this is fun. I like this. <laughs> so yeah, it was cool. I thought, I thought wow. they went well considering. Like I was like, I, oh you know, yeah, nobody knew what it was going to be like. I mean, and so technically, it, was great to see it all come together. Technically, it was stunning. Like having all those streams going at the same time, and there was really no issues. Yeah. There was 
a couple blips, but nothing major. Yeah. And we wrote so many jokes too, for if the feed would go out, like, because we were just expecting, we were expecting the feeds to drop out. We were expecting the things to freeze. Like we were expecting a bunch of stuff to happen and it didn't really happen. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. They were really entertaining. They're maybe better than like the live shows that I've seen. I thought so too. I thought there was something for me. It was like, there's some, there was some element of it that was like very intimate of like watching somebody at home, get excited to get an award and like still being so emotional Mm. and like kissing Mm -hmm. their families, but like at (laughs) at their home, like it just felt like, it felt like very real. And I think for like 2020 with all of us just being like fucking trapped, it like felt a little bit like, we are so all in this together and like mm. we still can have these moments of like dressing up and being super excited about something while we're at home. And that's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, Oh, I have chills. Yeah. yeah I like that. <laughs> you know, I get, I get very like, I'm like very sentimental about it. Cause I was yeah. like, this is more, this was, it affected me more than I thought it would. Like, I was like, this is so sweet. You know, like, <laughs> like Mark Ruffalo is crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. He's just like yeah. such a, like I've seen, I saw him in person once at a screening. He's like the most passionate person ever and so then like seeing him sitting next to his wife on the couch and like getting this award and being so extra i was like i just love this <laughs> <laughs> he's great like, well they should keep doing it like that they should have you back next year to write again yeah, I hope absolutely so. um you you also wrote on this show hot dog a yeah. dog, <laughs> dog grooming competition show it's so fun it actually Premier- that, that yeah. premieres today yeah oh cool so uh, it's on HBO Max now. I think they put out six episodes at once, I think, maybe. <clears throat> and there's 12 total. Uh, and that was something cool. That was the first job I did during the pandemic. Uh, and that was another thing. I actually, I'm friends with Robin Thede, who's one of the hosts on it. She's mm-hmm. the creator of Black Lady Sketch Show. Yep. And she's just an amazing, awesome person who like reps so fucking hard for all of her friends. And so she like put me up for the job. But then the head writer, again, looked at my Twitter and then wanted to hire me. Like, it's just like... <laughs> you just really don't that kind of is like the perfect resume but yeah so it's a it's a really funny show though it's like it's like uh i don't know it's like a i think it's like similar to nailed it I, i've only watched one episode of nailed it but i think it's the idea is it's similar to nailed it and it's just like people <clears throat> cutting dogs hair shaving dogs like <laughs> dyeing their hair crazy colors Fun. and making them into like lady gaga and it's so funny Fun. and the dogs are like so cute and it's just like <laughs> yeah. one of those like feel good like it's like just just what you need right now it is you know because you know we were shooting it during the pandemic but like they uh they didn't want to make it obvious that it was during the pandemic. So we'd never talk about the pandemic on the show. Yeah. We're here for the dogs. We're here for the dogs and we want to escape. We're here the for horrible the reality hair and cute looks. And we're not oh. here to talk about fucking droplets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't even want to talk about it on this show anymore. Exactly. Like we're over uh, it. We're over it. Twenty twenty. I just want to talk. We're over. We're so over it. It's just like a, it's just a never-ending uh, repeat episode. It's like Groundhog Day or a Russian Doll. For real. So, uh, um, speaking of that, what are some of your favorite comedians, influences, favorite TV shows, movies? Why did I not think about this one before? Because this, this is one of those <laughs> questions where when people ask me this, my mind goes blank. But I can tell you one yeah. of my my one of my comedic like uh, idols is. Um, <laughs> Maya Rudolph, I love her. Oh yeah, oh, nice. She has to me the ideal career too, where she's like so funny. She gets to be really goofy. She gets to be crazy, and then she gets to. Um, she also was like in a drama. Like, I, what's that movie? Away We Go is one of my favorite movies ever. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She was in that, and she's. It's just 
just nice, sweet little drama. Didn't like, she just comedy. win an Emmy? Oh, yeah. She won an Emmy for playing yeah. that character on Big Mouth. Yeah. Yes. She's, right, right, oh, right. I love that. She's yeah. just like my That character kills me. Oh, she's, she's so fan- good. Yeah, she's fantastic. Her <laughs> voice is so funny on that show. So yeah. amazing. Yeah, so she's one of my definite, like, idols. And she's also biracial. And just, like, I, you know, there's not, like, a ton of people that you can look at and, like, see yourself represented in, especially right. when you're biracial. And especially because, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Like a lot of times, people get boxed into one thing or the other. But Maya Rudolph kind of just floats in between it all, and that's what that's like my dream. That's the goal. So she's, right. she's awesome. She does right. And that's one of my point. favorite songs from her mother, Minnie Riperton. Oh yeah, I love loving you. you. Yeah. Love, yep, that's fantastic. Look at Moses knowing his stuff. <laughs> I love Minnie Riperton. <laughs> what can I say? Loving you. you <laughs> yeah. She is great. Oh yeah. She's great. Right. That is a great song. Yeah. Um. I love so her. yeah, Maya Rudolph. I love her. Um. Kristen Wig. You know, she's Kristen Wig. So yep. Damn funny. Um. I don't know who else. Who else? But yeah, I just that's they're my everybody. Face. I love everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. I know. I know. I know exactly. But, um. Yes. And then uh, what what kind of, what are you watching these days to get you through the, um, <clears throat> just to have fun? <laughs> have fun. You know, yeah. um, it's so funny because like I, I watch a lot of shows, but I also, to be like the main thing I always end up freaking watching is um, <laughs> like true crime shows. Like what the hell? <laughs> like docu-series and like cr- true crime shows. Like, and for some reason I just love them so much. I think it's, there's a little bit of. Um, is there popcorn involved? There's a little popcorn while you're watching, like, <laughs> this horrifying story of someone being murdered. And, like, yeah. I don't know why I'm so into them. But I think it's just because you can watch, like, a million you're not alone. of them. You're, you're not alone. Like, the, yeah. the, the true crime podcasts, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Jesus, like, the, the, the stats for those podcasts are, like, Oh, they're through the roof. They're planet. the most popular podcasts. Everybody's yeah. obsessed with yeah. this. We sh- if we were smart, we would turn this into the true crime god pod. And reveal what happens, because we know all. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know who so did it, it, right? It would just be solved <laughs> mysteries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can just call it like "Let us tell you the end" or something. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I um, think we're gonna do it. So I love those. So that's an addiction. Like the I event investigation discovery shows are all so bad and like <laughs> in the best way. Like there's the worst reenactments I've ever seen, but like I love them. I go I go crazy for them. Um, okay. I've also I get been, it. I get it. You know, it's just so good. I've been watching. Um, I'm looking right now. I watched uh, Lovecraft Country. Have you guys been watching that? Oh, it's so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, good. It's crazy. I'm just I'm talking like, about. What? I know. Like, you like never know what's gonna happen and, and it always goes way extra way over what you think is gonna happen yeah this is not what i expected it to be at all no mm-hmm. not at like all. when i started it, it went yeah it's it's wonderful it holy was just telling us about that in the last episode i was yeah. i haven't seen it yeah yeah it's it's very good it's crazy um so i love that i'm trying to think of what else but yeah the what i feel like what comedies am i even watching but it's like those are the those are the faves what, yeah, I what, just, you know what? I, do you guys watch probably I don't know if you watched it, but I May Destroy You was really good, too. Yeah. That was more dramatic, but damn. Michaela Cole. Yeah, there's a lot of titles there that kind of scare me. It's like, I May Destroy You. Yeah. I'm thinking about leaving you. Yeah, yeah. uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, Netflix is scaring me. I know, right? I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you got my attention. I got a show where they just have, like, the title, We Need to Talk. Yeah. There was a... What was the? I just looked at it, but I just lost it. Oh no, I just lost it. Forget, forget. I'm talking. Just ignore me. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> oh, oh, Rami, 
Do you guys ever watch? Has anybody watched Rami? I always, yes. to, I always have to rep for Rami because I fucking love that show, and I feel like not enough people watch it. It's so he's good. great. He's Ooh, great. So good. I love it. Great suggestions. I I gotta check that out. I I've been raving about this show, Cobra Kai, which is apparently three years old. Cobra Kai. Um, I've heard of it. Ooh. Cobra, Cobra Kai. Oh, 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 it's Kai. so funny. Yeah. Cobra Kai. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, basically, Karate Kid. Um, <laughs> and it's like, it follows what happened. Okay, you remember the bad guy from the original Karate Kid? He uh-huh. gets, at the end of Karate Kid 1, he gets knocked the fuck out <laughs> by the famous crane kick to the face, right? Uh-huh. And it ruins his life. <laughs> and so we're following. Yeah, we're begin- you're already laughing. And you begin, you begin like, just on him, th- like, 20, 30 years later. And that's our starting point. Uh-huh. Oh, I love it. All right. He's still um, lying so on the been... ground, knocked out. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, metaphorically, yes. yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's been getting me through the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, if only, you know, that's only, the worst thing is when the show runs out. And you're like, oh. It's yeah, what do I, I do with my like, life oh. now? <laughs> I know. What am I going to do now? Now I've got Lovecraft Country and Rami. So. Yeah. And you guys have watched Succession, I'm assuming, right? Succession. Uh, I yeah. just started that. Oh, my God. Love it. You guys, I'm, like, really bad. Like, I'll be like, you know what? This show's so popular. I'm not even interested in it. And I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it's like, bitch, why are you not watching Succession? It's so good. It's yeah. so good. It's so funny. I, I didn't expect it to be so funny. Oh, my it's God. It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. It's so smart. And I watched, like, I'm really, I'm a big behind-the-scenes nerd. Yeah. And there's, like, a... um. There's like a little uh, featurette or whatever the hell you call those things on YouTube, mm-hmm. of like behind the scenes. And it shows all the technical, like the reasons they block it the way they do. And the reason they shoot it, like a, how oh, the cool. anatomy of a scene of how That's they so shoot cool. because the camera, how it pans around to every single person yeah. in the scene. And oh my God, it's just everything about that show is so damn smart. It's a great mm-hmm. show. I love it. Oh, another show I got to watch. Oh, oh you'd love it. <laughs> I'm so behind. They curse like sailors I'm... on there. You would die for it. Really? Yeah. Oh, so good. All can I do die? is write outlines for podcasts. What? <laughs> can, can you die? Can you physically die? Me? Can I die? <laughs> it's yeah. to die for. That's what I meant. Oh, okay, uh, thank no. You meta- metaphorically. Metaphorically, <laughs> I die. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Metaphorically, I'm dead. Um, so, yeah. Great. Well, uh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I like talking about comedy, and um, I'm trying to figure out what it's like to grow up in Kansas. Uh, just you know, because when you think about Kansas, you think about just desolate. Just it's a lot road. like Oklahoma, I would imagine, or um, Texas. No, yeah, no, Texas has its own thing going on. Yeah, it's more Oklahoma, I think. But it's it's it it is it's like weird because it's like I grew up in a very like normal like suburb type of place, so everybody is right. grew up in the same area because it's like the same kind of place in, in every city that you have the strip malls, the dumb shit, you know. Exactly, but- America only has three or four different kinds of towns. Right, exactly. You've got you've got suburbs, uh, which are sort of chill, um, and then you've got you know cities. And then you've got, you know, banjo music. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and like scenes like, from Deliverance. It really is. Like, I think like 90% <laughs> of Kansas is like a uh, very small town, very like fields of, right. you know, um, I had a, my, one of my ex-boyfriends, my college ex-boyfriend lived in this little town that I had never even heard of. I grew up my whole life in Kansas. I'd never heard of it. It's called like Lins. <laughs> Lindsborg, Lindsborg, Kansas, and it was like this little tiny, like Swedish town in the middle <laughs> yeah. of nowhere. Oh yeah, inevitably, right? Yeah, right. So like, there's that. There's like all these weird things, but yeah. Did I, it have a lot of tourism based around Sweden with the, with the buildings Swedish style? Uh, some of them were. Yeah, it was like uh-huh. it was weird. Like, uh-huh. there's a town like that in uh, what's it called? 
in California like that too, but I can't remember the name of it, but um, yeah, it's really weird. Um, but it <laughs> yeah. was like fun. It was like, it's, it's a weird thing where it was like, uh, um, it like, it's one of those, like I said, it's like you leave and then you realize it maybe is a little bit more Kansas than you thought it was. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then, but also like Kansas City, it's pretty damn cool and like now it's like a lot of people live downtown when i lived there like nobody lived downtown it was just like empty meat factories and stuff and like nothing there <laughs> but um now it's like you know it's like a little now that's the cool rail. place where the hipsters live yeah right? the meatpacking district it's again every city same exactly. thing exactly <laughs> especially because like and then because it's also like a lot of people from cities they'll leave the cities and then move back to like whatever smaller towns and yeah. make them mini versions of a city so it's like so can you see yourself yeah. moving back to kansas no never <laughs> good, good. And sorry where i was you, gonna say please no where do you live now did you say i live in los angeles I'm in okay los angeles Cool. And I've lived like in LA, New York, and Chicago. And I feel like if I did go back to a place, back to a place, I mean, only because I like didn't want to, I don't know, like, I guess I would move back to Chicago, but only if I like didn't really want to do this, but I wanted to live in a It's city. pretty cold there. Yeah. It's pretty cold. Pretty it's cold. real cold. Compared to Los Angeles. <laughs> like in 2015, we all, in 2015, a ton of people moved here because there was like a polar vortex. I don't know if ever. Oh yeah. The polar that. vortex. Remember oh. when we had time to worry about stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. That was like the biggest thing. I mean, thing. even in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, traffic Armageddon or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. There's so much snow. And I think everybody was so cold that like tons, me and tons of people moved to LA all in the same year. We were like, this. <laughs> I mean, two, two years ago, it got down to like negative 10 or negative 20. So, um, we got to keep it moving. Where's the uh, best place for our listeners to follow your work, Nicole? You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Nicole Thurman. I got two C's in my name. So it's N-I-C-C-O-L-E-T-H-U-R-M-A-N. Um, I'm on Instagram, Nicole underscore D O T underscore T <laughs> the worst username. And I can't change it. Cause I got verified and then I can't change it, but yeah, so that's, <laughs> those are my, those are my places. That's where I do all my stuff. So yeah, follow yeah, me there. And, and if, and if that's, you know, you, you can, you can't find her, just go to NicoleThurman.com. Exactly. Two C's. Yeah, two C's. I made a whole damn website. It's I did that all. And it's a good website, (laughs) Angeli. Angeli. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Nicole. That was awesome. Care to stick around for the goddamn news? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll be right back after Moses's word of the week. Hello, this is Moses, and this is the word of the week. The word of the week is phlegm. It's phlegm. I'm sick, so of course the word of the week is phlegm. Now, many people ask, well, I should say they assume that phlegm is Yiddish because it sounds like something a Jew would say, like, hi, phlegm. You know, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. But I'll tell you what, it's from the Greeks, ancient Greeks. I'm telling you, they came up with phlegm. You're going to have to ask them about it, where it came from. Maybe a guy, a Greek guy named, you know, uh, Richard Fleming was Fleming up one day and they said, ah, Fleming. And he went, phlegm. I don't know. I'm just making this up. But what I'm not making up is the fact that it is Greek. They came up with it. Ask them about it. That's the word of the week. I'm sick. I'm tired. This is Moses. (laughs) Goodbye.
All right. Thanks, Moses. That was great. I, I guess you've got a lot of phlegm on your brain, right? <laughs> I have. It, it's funny listening back to that. Uh, of course, I choose the most Greek name of all, Richard Fleming. I have no idea <laughs> where the hell that came from, but I don't think it's Greek. But go ahead. All right. And now it's time for the Me Damn News. We're going to keep it a little more positive today, right? There's some anger in here. Well, we're going to start out with some fun stuff, and then we're going to take a deep turn. (laughs) We're going to completely go the other way (laughs) and talk about some stuff we got to talk about. Yeah. So on the lighter side of the news, the U.S. has an out-of-control population of super pigs, experts say. But enough about the Republicans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's 9 million of these hogs in the U.S., and those numbers are ballooning and increasing the estimated $2.5 billion in damage they already cost in the U.S. each year. I didn't know pigs were so costly. Are, <laughs> Cost- these, are these the pigs that were on all the cocaine? What? The I- hogs that, um, do you guys not, Nicole, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> pigs on cocaine the feral hogs that that ate all oh, the, feral hogs. Hogs. the 30 to 50 feral hogs oh yes, the feral yes, hogs i mean i, I thought i imagined that i don't think i ever knew what that actually meant but i remember i that didn't term. know that they were on cocaine <laughs> they yeah. were on so much cocaine i know that they were feral they were? wow right. yeah they were on cocaine i think they turned into these super pigs wow That's amazing it could be related what, what, what makes a, a pig super cocaine cocaine obviously is that like super strength like superman well yes they they do have a very good sense of smell and they have heavy picture a pig with a superman suit on (laughs) they've got heavy fur too which increase their ability to survive in the wild heavy fur yeah so they're ready for winter i don't remember making this (laughs) well this must have just like (laughs) mutated i I think that's what happened somewhere yeah and they have tons of of uh little piglets so they're just multiplying Aww. like crazy. Oh. Yeah. Well, now I don't hate them because they have piglets. <laughs> anyway, this is all just a way to call Republican super pigs. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> ever since uh, Kylie Brakeman was here a few weeks ago, um, I've been learning more about ghost hunting. I've been taking more of an interest in it. It's amazing how many of our patrons are into the ghost hunting. Hmm. Um. It's quite a fad. So I, I thought I asked the other day, you know, how many I wanted to see how many people believe in this. And uh, so I put up a poll and I said, which are real? Angels, ghosts, neither. <laughs> 4,000 votes. Angels got 12.2%, <laughs> which I think is a high number. For, I would expect a lower number from my fan base. Um <laughs> And then ghosts got twenty three point seven percent, almost double, right? And then neither got sixty four percent. But wow. I mean, what what do we think of this, these results, gang? I mean, I hate ghost hunters, and so I'm triggered. You know that um, <laughs> there was I did it when I was on the opposition. We did a piece on a, a federal judge that Trump was trying to have appointed, and he was a ghost hunter. Wow. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Wow. Oh God, I mean, yeah. Can you even believe it? It was just amazing yes. overlap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely he, can't no, believe he, like, that. literally wrote, he wrote books called like Mississippi Fiddle. <gasps> like it was like, he wrote like these crazy ghost hunting books. He was, name him. What's his name? Guy, I'm going to look it up right now and I'll tell you guys while you talk. Oh I'll tell you in a second. I had no idea this was getting but so much surprising. I, I think that, you know, as people abandon the church and organized religion, they're just moving to ghost hunting. 
And uh, it's, it's just it's just interesting to see or astrology or whatever mm-hmm. or QAnon. Um, <laughs> but they're all finding new cults to join. Yeah. I think people need something to believe in. And, and sometimes it's harder to believe in you, no offense. And so then they'll go to like. <laughs> I Hey, I know. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. Then they find like spiritual. Because I, I feel like spirituality feels more popular now than religion. Not more popular, but maybe in LA. Right. Marianne <laughs> Williamson. Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, crystals. Oh, I found the guy's name. Okay. His sorry, his name is Brett Talley. Brett Talley. Wow. Was, you guys got you have to look him up. It's really funny. Okay. So did he end up becoming a judge? No, I don't think he did. No. Oh, because he's a lawyer. Oh my yeah. gosh. And he wrote like insane books. You just have to. It's just, there's so oh, much no, there. No. It's very juicy <laughs> and it's very crazy. <laughs> Ghost hunting. Yep. I'm so excited. Well, great, great job with that. Um, so let's move on to the next uh, item on the list. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know what? What I have in here next is I, I wanted to check in with a few of our former guests. Okay. Um, what have they been up to? Kylie Brakeman teamed up <laughs> with Blair Erskine on oh, a I video. I love her. Ooh, yes. She's Play okay. The- I think she's so funny. <laughs> I love her videos. That's so nice. I'll. I'm sure she knows. Yeah, we love that. her. We love her. We love Kylie too. They're both. Too. Yeah, these Kylie's are alums. Great. These are alums of the God Pod, and <laughs> they made a video together. So I feel like a oh, proud cool. papa. Let's let's listen to the video. It's titled "Ants Who Get All Their News from Facebook." How are you over there? I hope you're well. Have you seen the news? I did see the news, and it did scare me. So I posted 33 memes about Obama in a row. Did you see him? Well, you know that story that came out about how Obama's a lizard person? Turns out that was fake news. He's a hologram. I don't say hologram. I say Christmas gram. You know the vaccines give you the ability to talk to birds? I don't want to talk to birds. I have enough friends. So my Facebook friend Kathleen, her daughter got vaccinated, and then a few months later was diagnosed with a baby. And they say it's the husband, but how do you know? You know, vaccines actually cause you to be a distant figure in your children's lives and that's why I never went to Casey's softball games. Did you see the one about the lady who got vaccinated and then three years later drowned in her waterbed? I'll send you the story about it. It says I'm done writing it. Did you see the one about how all the people who died of COVID had a pre-existing condition called lungs? I read that Dr. Fauci said glasses protect you from the coronavirus. Oh, not on my watch. Oh! Oh Oh my god. Our nephew... Is at a protest right now. We have to get online. We have to stop him. No, Maddie, delete, delete. Hello, Maddie. This is your aunt. I am in Orange County where I usually am. Antifa is run by big bees. Maddie, do you need help? I'm calling the cops like I do every Tuesday just to say thank you. Take the mask off so that nobody steals your mouth. Hold on. I'm tagging you in something. (laughs) If you don't want me to die, you will copy and paste this. Please leave a gift with a memory of us. Uh, it's so good. So perfect. Nailed it every uh, single moment. So, uh, so that's amazing. Isn't that great? They're working together. So Collab. Fun. It's always fun when like really awesome people on the internet team up and make good videos like that. I yes. love it. Yeah. I'm all that's about it. Team up of the century. Yeah. Two God Pod alums in the same place at the same motherfucking time. Yeah. Holy shit. I love she's like, I'm going to send you the story as soon as I'm done writing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so many good lines. Everyone. Oh, so, uh, well, happiness is over. Yeah, On to I the hope serious you enjoyed stuff. Oh, God, what? laughing, everybody. But uh, we're going to uh, t- tell our listeners about things that are going on in the world uh, here in this. Uh, mostly, they're both from the USA, as usual. Sorry, everybody. 
But you know, you know, you're interested in it because this <laughs> USA is quite a shit show, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we found out on Wednesday there are zero direct charges in the death of Brianna Taylor. One officer was charged for shooting into nearby apartments, though. So, wow. Oh, yeah, because that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. They'll just find well, any way to like get around it, get around having any kind of responsibility for it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not even shocking anymore. No, and it's it's heartbreaking. Um, there is no justice. Mm-hmm. In the United States, because it's just a white supremacist paradise. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's just like, and it's just like when it's the police getting away with literal murder, like in every on video when people are sleeping, you know, when people are just in their car with a with a concealed weapon, but they have a permit for it. It's just like, where's the line, and what what are we supposed to even be able to do at this point? It's just, it's crazy. We, they can get away with literally anything, and then. Um, then that with no, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's wild to watch and really disturbing. Cause it's like, what are we supposed to do as people besides just def- defund them? But it's like, how do we start doing that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's evil. Yeah. It's, it's the white supremacists have infiltrated the military. Uh, they've infiltrated the police. They've infiltrated government. And this is, this is why this is happening. Yeah. This is their, this is, what they want to happen. They're proud of it when these things happen. They always have an excuse because they're not operating in good faith. They're not arguing in good faith. This is all, it's just, it's just evil. And um, it's very sad. <clears throat> it's very depressing. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, people are out protesting Wednesday night, which is good. And I think uh, that will continue. At the same time, these... This was all announced. They also said, oh, and by the way, we're bringing in the National Guard. Same press conference. Because they knew people would be rioting. If you knew this decision was wrong, then maybe this decision shouldn't have come down. Right. And it's so strange, too, to see how they punish the protesters, but don't punish the people for committing the crimes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like there doesn't need, there wouldn't be any violence. There wouldn't be any protesting and or rioting if people if people were treated fairly if they, if there was justice right. if people exactly. were you know punished for the crimes that they commit it's just it it's wild and it's like it, and for me it's also like it's on every level like you know that there's like higher rates of domestic violence within the police community it's just yep. like when are when are the people they're supposed to be protecting us when are those people going to how are they they're not protecting us anymore in any way shape or form the only time they yeah. protect us is when we're fighting against them because they've done something that's so heinous and so wrong that we feel like we need to protest and get in the streets and do it. And 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 they consider, you know, uh, a 7-Eleven more important than a person's life. Yeah. yeah. And, Absolutely. Um, that's exactly it. Yeah. People are getting more time, more jail time, I saw someone point out yeah. yesterday, for uh, protesting than these officers are going to get. Yeah. And... Brianna Taylor was a medic. She was killed in her sleep. Right. And there's absolutely no defense for that. Of course, that didn't stop people like uh, Tommy Lauren or whatever saying, you know. She didn't even know what happened. I forget her, her tweet, but it was clear she didn't know that Brianna was sleeping. That's not true. Again, you're assu- no, you're assuming some sort of good faith 
or stupidity or ignorance. That's what, what Trump would have you believe is that he's ignorant. But he's not ignorant. He knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. He has known the entire time mm. that COVID was, uh, you know, a plague that mm-hmm. kills young people. He's known the whole fucking time. Okay. At least now, you know, you know that, that he's lying. It's, it's so much more sinister than I, they say never attribute to malice, which you can attribute to stupidity. But uh, to everything, there's an exception, isn't there? Yeah. I like Nicole's tweet on today about how we need to stop like amplifying Tommy Lauren's stupid ass tweets, which I've been guilty of doing in the past. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because it's so, she's like an easy target. But how, I mean, yeah, when we do that, she does start trending. It's and then, clearly like, what she wants. Yeah. yeah. We'll all, have all to these, see those. All these ratio yeah. fests. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, just give these people what they want, which is attention to their brand. And it's it's 100% the truth. And the more that that message gets out there, the more that gets hammered home, the less it'll happen. You know, it's just like the Westboro Baptist Church. Yep. They thrive on the attention. Talk about Kansas. I've seen, well, I saw those people in oh, person yeah. once and it made me sick to my stomach. I thought I was going to yeah. throw up. because. Did you so- see when I put a billboard there outside their, in their, in, the, in their town, no. Topeka? I'm glad you did. Oh, oh, put- Topeka, you did? Yeah, I put a billboard <laughs> in 2014. That said, uh, God loves gays. Oh, good for you. I love you. That's amazing. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was my uh, high point. Yeah, I mean, I just really uh, have such a huge problem with it because it's I, like, that was my peak. It, that's, that's amazing. But that's like that's it's really just such a huge problem for me because not only is it it gives them attention, it gives them publicity, it gives them more money in their pockets, more more you know airtime, yeah, and which, then. Oh, it's that? Yeah. Go ahead. And it's like one of those things where it's like- And I grappled no, with that. Exactly. Yeah. Like they, they, I did that because everybody wanted me to do that. And it's a good message and it felt good. And you know what? They were fucking happy about it. Because they got attention. They, they got on the news. Because they got attention. Exactly. Well, I still think and that's what you did. It's just, it just sickens you to your stomach. <clears throat> How do you fight these people, well, this cult? That's what evil? I think yeah. like with Trump, the whole Trump situation, I truly think the reason he got nominated was because, or excuse me, the reason he fucking won was because yeah. uh, the, there's no such thing as bad publicity. There's no such yeah. thing as it. And it's like one of those things where it's like, these people are getting so much more attention. Like I could tell you almost everything Trump did in 2016. I could barely tell you what Hillary Clinton did besides like cough once or twice. You know what I mean? And, and she like, fell that one time. Fall. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And she had emails apparently. Yeah. Um, exactly. And, and you know, his, his people, they just get off on the things they know that the things that he's saying are wrong, Yeah. but they know that they're driving sane people crazy. Yeah. And that's what they love about him. Right. So, Jesus, read us this next headline, this last headline of the day. Speaking of getting away with everything, Trump is refusing to commit to a peaceful transfer of power. Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transfer of power after the election? Well, we're going to have to see what happens. You know that I've been complaining very strongly about the ballots, and the ballots are a disaster. I and, understand that, but and, people are rioting. Do you commit oh, right. to making sure that there's a no, peaceful wanna, transfer of power? We want to have get rid of the ballots, and you'll have a very trans. We'll have a very peaceful. There won't be a transfer, frankly. There'll be a continuation. Get rid of the ballots. Uh, the ballots are out of control. You know it, and you know who knows it better than anybody else. The Democrats know it better than anybody else. Go ahead. So presumably, he's referring to the mail-in ballots. He forgets the which he uses right. right. There in Mar-a-Lago. 
I'm terrified because I'm worried that he's really going to keep with this thinking come election time. We, I mean, we know he's going to. He's, he's setting us up for this. He's casting doubt on the validity of mail-in ballots. And so that when it comes election day, election week, he can say, well, Joe seems to be winning, but all these ballots are fraudulent. And he's going to take yeah, it up with the we, Supreme we, Court. Yeah, we knew this was coming a long time ago. People were saying, oh, he's, he's going to have to be dragged out of there, which is true. But here here he is, you know, saying literally saying, you know, hey, get rid of the ballots and uh, it'll be a peaceful continuation is what he said. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, fuck around and find out. <laughs> you know, um, you think that you can get away with this. Um, history is littered with dictators who go too far. Okay. I mean, the game of Thrones here, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I think he's going to lose. And, um, even if it does go to the Supreme court, they're not going to agree, but, wow. uh, Well, I hope you're right. (laughs) Cause this is keeping me awake at night. Me too. Right. Exactly. Well, the Lord has spoken. (laughs) That's what I, that's what I, that's my hope. (laughs) Good night. There are, again, there are many, there are many different possible realities that I can see. And, uh, you know, well, I will agree with this just showed on on the one sense, he's pretty desperate. If this is what he's thinking about. Right. He could have just said, uh, there won't be a transfer of power because I intend to win and just leave it at that. But he knows he's losing. So he has to say, well, he did say that because there will be a continuation. Mm. If we don't count the votes, Jesus, right. If there will be a continuation, Just listen, Mr. Jesus. You don't count the votes, and he wins. That's how, that's how it works. It's the same thing with coronavirus cases. If you don't count the cases, you're <laughs> right. it's like, What the fuck are you exactly. talking about? Exactly. If you don't include yeah. the blue states, nobody died. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, well, you know, people were not, uh, have not been taken this well. It's amazing that we could get to a laugh there. Yeah. Uh, but that's, thank you, Nicole. <laughs> and, and Jesus. I um thank you Jesus. I, I asked how is this all going to end? Make your predictions below. And let me tell you there are a lot of dire predictions. And yet you still there believe he's going to leave peacefully. So that's good. <laughs> well, it depends on the day, Jesus. I'm I'm feeling chipper today. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's it's podcast interview day. Um <laughs> but you know yeah, I mean anything can happen. I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? Uh, I hope that you all go uh, and vote in, down there in, in America against this fucker and uh, vote him out. Um, not just vote. I'm not going to blandly endorse voting. Vote for whoever you want. Right. Vote against Trump, please. <laughs> uh, specifically for Joe Biden because um, I don't want to shame anybody. But uh, this guy's a fascist. People are very upset. They're believing the worst. I saw someone point out today, you know, the more that you feed into this idea that we're doomed and that even though Trump is down in the polls, he's going to win. Okay, I have fallen into this myself. Okay, doom and gloom. That's him gaslighting you. Okay, that's what he wants. And so that brings me to our new commandment of the week. Thou shalt not let the bastards get you down. Uh, yeah. 
Sure, sure, the days are getting longer, and winter is coming, and the end of democracy is upon you, and yeah, you're going to vote, and you know, it probably won't matter because you don't live in the right state. And, and even if you did, some racist Republican governor would throw your vote out and rig the election for Satan anyway. But still, don't let those bastards get you down. Okay, because maybe that won't happen. Sure, President Pigman wants to trigger you at every moment of the day so he can control how you feel and how you think. He wants to gaslight everyone into thinking that even though he's down in the polls, he's going to win and there's no chance. I fall into that myself because 2020 has been so hard and it's hard to fathom how, how could 2020 possibly have a happy ending, but uh, still don't let the bastard get you down. Uh, I can't do this, God. I know it's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here, but we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Jesus, the ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes, you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was, when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Jesus, I do understand. I know now. Folks in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't, because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to? That there's some good in this world, Mr. Jesus, and it's worth fighting for. Has spoken. If you want even more of the God Pod, join our Patreon. Patrons get an additional 90 minutes of the God Pod every single week. Give it a try for only $1 a month at patreon.com slash the God Pod. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.